tried to show him. Yeah, 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 yeah. Gone on you with the pick and roll. Younger flame, he in sickle mode. What's going on? Keegan Stewart Sports Podcast back with you. Extremely happy to be with you today. Look, big, big event taking place this weekend. UFC 229 could not go without getting a podcast in before it. Extremely happy to welcome my guest today, uh, Dale Throgmorton. Dale, thanks for coming on, sir. Hey, how are you? I'm doing good, man. So how, how Dale got on the show, like, man, I was really wanting to do a podcast about this fight. And I start. I had a I had a couple of guys in mind to get to talk UFC with me, talk MMA, and they're like, "Nah, man, not available, not available." Uh, you know, I can't even watch the fight. I'm like, "How are you not watching this fight?" And I start asking around LCU. Legitimately, I'm at a lunch table yesterday with like ten guys. And I'm like, "Hey, who follows the UFC closely here? Like, I want to see who can talk it." And they're like, oh, "I don't, not really." And they say, "Hey, you know, you should talk to you should talk to Dale." I was like, really? I'll talk to Dale. Dude, we don't really know each other that no. well, right? I mean, we, we've we said hi a few times, maybe met, but hey. Seeing you around, that's it. That's it, man. But hey, we're always down to talk to me, FC. I appreciate you that's coming right. on. Dude, this is the most intriguing fight. that I've watched. I followed UFC for over a decade. This is the most intriguing fight coming up on a Saturday night that, that I've ever seen. Conor McGregor, Khabib, Habib, Nurmagomedov, 26-0. Is Habib Conor McGregor's the biggest superstar we've ever seen? Uh, just give me, just give me your thoughts going in. Not necessarily, you know, your prediction, but just, just tell me your emotions. Tell me how what this means for the sport. Tell me your thoughts on that deal. They're so different stylistically that Conor's a sharp, sharp striker with decent grappling. He hadn't really been tested much. Sure, he was against Chad Mendes, but that was short notice, so it's not. Uh, not a true test, I'd say. And then Khabib is just a ridiculous grappler. Has been since he was four. Yeah, wrestling grizzly bears or something, right? Wrestling bears in Russia. Yeah. So it's... And they both... Their strong suit is what the other one is weakest at. Yes. And so it's whoever can get the fight to where they want it. Yeah. That, that's true. You see the weaknesses, you see, and you see the strengths contrast each other. One thing that I think is interesting, you look at both of these guys, and throughout the course of their career, we see that they've been able to be successful by being kind of one-dimensional, right? Which yeah. isn't very common, but the, but they've been successful because that one dimension has been so good, and it has been good enough to get them to the title. For Connor, his his dimension that's been stronger than anyone else's is that left hand. His knockout Absolutely. ability, his ability to stand up and then start you, put you to sleep with, with, before you know it. And then for Habib, man, he's he's a professional hugger, man. Grind you out. He, he knows how to get you tired, and he's he's better at it than anybody else. And so it's just, I don't know, man. I don't know, man. Like what's going to prevail? What is going to prevail? Is is Connor going to be able to knock him out early? Is Habib going to be able to withstand that and then, and then just gas him out ultimately? Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I I just think that this fight stylistically is one of the mo- most interesting matchups that that we've ever seen, and really, it's a nightmare to try to prepare for both of these guys. Oh, absolutely! You know, people are people are talking about, dude. God, this is horrible for Connor. Like, this is a horrible matchup. This is the worst fight he could have ever taken. How is this good for Khabib? Exactly. He can't. Connor is so unique stylistically with his striking, with his footwork, that you can't really bring someone in who matches them move for move i guess so to to be able to train for someone like that i don't know how he found somebody to train with that could give him a good look at it and and you're talking about connor's you know his movement his his movement is untraditional it's not the it's not the stand-up boxing you know kind of bouncing around no He's, he's like a fencer, you know? Exactly. He, he moves so unique. And so you're saying that Habib is going to have a hard time getting ready I, for something like that? I can't see how he could have prepared properly, I guess. Yeah. And, and we see we see a couple of guys, like, there's only maybe a few that are stylistically unique when it comes to movement. Stephen Wonderboy Thompson exactly. is one of those guys who moves like a freak, doesn't move unique at all. McGregor, obviously, Dominic Cruz moves like that a little bit. And, and they're hard to prepare for and so it's just and, and Habib says from the bell I'm going to rush him and I'm going to get get tight and I'm we're going to hug it out you know I'm going to get him tired but what do you see Connor can what can Connor do to prevent some of that I have a few ideas I'm wondering what you're thinking 
he's rangy. I'm not sure what their uh, reaches are comparatively. Yeah, Connor has four inches on him. Well, that if he can stay back because he's got his wide stance, and I think he can step out of the way, step laterally, jab, and then if Khabib makes a mistake, because we saw in the Al fight, Al Aikenta, yeah, he left his Khabib was striking with Al and left his chin up far too often to be safe i'd say and so if he wants to come at connor like he says he does and even i heard him say he wanted to strike with him at first yeah that's gonna be dangerous right well good luck dude strike try to strike with connor please make all of our night <laughs> please try to strike with connor you know you know for me i'm thinking what well, you know connor is he's real wide you know arms wide he's real as you mentioned and he's unique with his movement he's got to establish that jab he's got to establish that kick to the stomach you know let khabib know if you're going to try to shoot bro if you're going to try to shoot here comes a shot there here comes a shot there he's he's got to prove it and i think i don't know connor said he's going to chase him early and he's going to run at him sprint you know it's all it's all part of the, the talk but ah oh, I don't know. You saw what happened when Jose Aldo came out and tried to rush at him. Yeah. And it was over in 13 seconds. Yeah. So. All it took. The first time Jose opened up, night-night, dude. Night-night. First time he opened up. What do you okay? You, what do you make of this, man? Because here, here's what I've kind of compared it to. People talking about how hard of a matchup Habib Nurmagomedov is for McGregor. Listen, we were saying the same thing about Jose Aldo. We were saying the exact same thing. He was an assassin. He's a guy he hadn't lost in 10 years. He was unstoppable. And, and Connor made 13-second work of him. That was one that was, if you've seen any Jose Aldo fights, he's a tremendous striker himself. And he's explosive and fast. And none of that was even an issue. Yeah. He threw two feints and then came with a punch. And on that third strike, he got knocked out yeah he opened up he extended so there's uh, there's too uh too small of a window of m- mistakes sure that you have to be sharp and i don't think could be striking wise is sharp enough to stand with him and not get put away well my question is is habib gonna even try to punch him right and, and you're thinking you're listening oh you you're not too familiar with mma like what what do you mean he's not gonna try to punch him this is an mma fight Go on YouTube and watch the way Habib fights, and you'll see you'll see that he's punched a little bit, but not much. I mean, he, he doesn't try to stand up at all; just tries to take you to the ground. He's like the record for most takedowns in, in a fight, twenty something in one yeah, of twenty one one of his fights, yeah. And but against when you're fighting McGregor, I mean, I, I I genuinely wonder if he will try to stand like throw a punch while standing up. Surely, when they're on the ground, he's going to start throwing some elbows and some knees and some more hammer fists. But I genuinely am wondering. Is he going to throw any punches standing up? Because, listen, if you understand, why would he not? When you throw a punch, it opens up a window. And Connor is the most elite at finding that window. Counterpuncher. Yeah. He's the most elite counterpuncher. He really is. And he's proven it time and time again. Ask Eddie Alvarez. You know? Ask a guy who had a grappling style that tried to stand up with him. Eddie didn't follow his game plan in that fight, And he got beat up over two rounds. Over two. Good night, dude. You know, he said... He had a game plan, and he didn't execute it. Exactly. Fact, you know, that could have just been talking, dragging the tail between the legs, holding the L. But he said he had a, a plan, and he didn't stick to it. One of the things that's interesting is um, Khabib's coach was talking about how in the out, I can't fight, he kept saying, go back to your dad's strategy of just take him down and grind him out. And through the whole fourth, and I think the entire fifth round, he, he just stood up and was striking with him. So I think if he has that, level of ego with Connor in his head from all the lead up and the bus incident and all that where he's angry enough to try and bring Ingo into this and stand with him and punch trade punches it could be a quick night it could and and that's what we saw with Jose Aldo that's what we saw with Eddie Alvarez and that what you're bringing up right now is the mental warfare let's I mean let's talk about that for a little bit goodness I mean, it's it, we the know it, it's the best. We know if McGregor's fighting, it's going to be involved, and it it has been interesting. You know, after the first press conference a couple weeks ago, Dana White spoke on it, UFC president, and he he said that is the darkest the press darkest, conference yeah. he's ever had, and and it's true because you, if you go back and watch Connor, and he's very loud and he's very aggressive, but if you look at this one, man, he he's kind of 
he means it. You know, it's not just a show. It's not just worth. They genuinely do not like each other. Everything he says has meaning behind it. He's not just shouting empty words. Yeah. They don't like each other, man. And he's done homework, too. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Talk about that yesterday. He, uh, if you saw the first um, press conference at the end, he had both of his belts. He's not the champion now, but he still has his belts from when he won the two of them. Yeah, they stripped him. They stripped him. He feels like he still is the champion, right? So when he he held, he held up both his belts for the uh, fighter's pose, and Khabib's manager yelled at him saying he didn't own those belts. He's not a champion. And he immediately called him out saying, you're a terrorist rat. Just kept kept saying the stuff that at, on the surface didn't make any sense if you don't know who Khabib's manager is. And then uh, he kept saying, where's Noah? Well, then the second press conference, he expanded on that and said uh, he got arrested or pulled off a plane on September 11th, 2001. Yeah, 9-11. This is Habib's manager. For having two or having five passports. And the NYPD detained him and he flipped on whatever terrorist organization he was with. And somehow Connor knew that and called him out on it. And then when he flipped, he left his uh, his son in Colorado named Noah oh. and is behind on child support with him. And somehow Connor knew that and yeah. called him out on it. So basically, on 9-11, this guy's up to some mischief on an airplane, right? On, on the 2001 9-11. And then he gets caught. And he says, no, I don't want to get in trouble. And he turns in whoever he was working for. That's what Connor is suggesting. Yeah. And, and this guy and this guy is Habib's manager, his sports manager's agent. And he's the guy traveling with Habib. I mean, it's, it's sketchy, man. And I'm not trying to stereotype. And I, I don't obviously want to come across as, uh, you know, prejudiced towards any religions, any faiths or anything like that. But Habib is uh, very devout to, to, to the Islamic faith. Mm-hmm. He, he's, uh, he's, he's Muslim. And he's he's uh, expressed that in these press conferences, and it is interesting, you know. It's man, the mental warfare. And that this. plays to Dana White saying that's the darkest thing he's been a part of. Yeah. because it's not just about two people trading punches. He he said over and over again, "This is a war. I'm coming for war. It will never have peace." He said that in the last press conference. Said there will never be peace between us. Yeah, and it's way deeper than peace. just two people fighting. Will you shake? Will yeah? He'll be. Will they ask him? Will you shake his hand after? I said no. No way. Never. And Connor spoke on that a little bit too. He said, "This piece, like you just said, this piece will never be made." I, I can't imagine how, based on the numbers they're projecting projecting right now, and the amount of animosity between the two of them, regardless of who wins, they're not being a second or a third. Yeah, I'm gonna do it again. Fight. Yeah, and, <laughs> yeah, I I completely agree. And oh man, I I think there's a couple of things that could happen to make that not happen. I think if Connor sparks him. Inside one minute knockout, Connor will be like, "Why? Why? You know, why do I need to fight him again? It same was with easy. Jose. Same, yeah, same thing as Jose. Why fight him again? But with Nate Diaz, when it's a war, he's interested in he's interested in doing it again, dude. I oh, there's just there's just so much to unpack here, um, and, and the mental warfare. Let's let's just keep on that for a minute. Look, if if he genuinely is inside Habib's head, will he stick to what he's supposed to do? Will he stick to the game plan? Because you can't tell me when you genuinely hate someone and you're locked in a cage and you want to inflict your dominance on them that you'd rather go hug on him from the back mm-hmm. than try to punch him in the face, right? And I, we've, we've also seen um, the amount of Irish fans that are at these press conferences and the lead-up to the fights, how it's going to be tons of Irish fans in the arena yeah. plus the Americans who love... Connor. Yeah, all of us. And probably 90% will be cheering for Connor. And so to come out, you're already upset about the things he said, and you just get rained with booze, and you can hear the people cheering for him when he comes out. Yeah. Ole, how, how that's going to affect ole, you exactly. Ole. Yeah. Dude. Because, and let's not go without saying this is by far, by a large margin, Habib's biggest fight. Exactly. Dude, he hasn't fought. I, yeah, I, I like Quinta Barboza. Dude, those you know, people are listening to this. Who are those guys? You like you have to follow it really closely to understand who those guys are. And man, that, that's like stepping from JV to all of a sudden you you got a huge fight. And that's a varsity what, level fight, man. People are saying Connor had no he had no test coming up. Gah. His second fight was against Max Holloway, ah. who's now the one forty ah. he took he got Connor's belt after he was stripped. Sleeped him. 
Fought Dustin Poirier. Sleeped him. Fought Eddie Alvarez. Chad Mendez. Chad Mendez. He's got... He had some cupcakes in there for sure, but... Yeah, just, just a few. But at the time, they seemed soft, and then they came up to be... Yeah. And it, you just thought that they weren't, I guess, as talented because he looked so dominant over them. Yeah. And then when they step back from fighting Connor, and they show you how dominant they can be, Max Holloway just picked apart Jose Aldo yeah, twice. Yeah, he did, man. He's tough now. And Max so, is tough. That's who we beat in his second fight with a torn ACL. That's right. He had a knee injury. And so to he's had a way better resume than Khabib has so far. Khabib, 26-0. You know, you're going to hear that. Listen, he hasn't had all 26 of those fights in the UFC. Multiple of them have been in the amateur ranks or the other professional ranks. UFC allows you to keep those keep those fight wins on your record. 26-0. First major league, major league fight in T-Mobile Arena in Vegas where you are facing the hardest home fight advantage ever yeah. with the Irish. Look, you're, you have the pressure not only to remain unbeaten, you have the pressure not only to shut this guy up who is making your blood boil every time he opens his mouth, but, but just being in that arena with all those Irish fans, okay, all of that added together, his blood pressure is going to naturally rise. He is going to be in in a state that he's never been in before, and he might say, I've been here before, I've been... No. Tomorrow night, Saturday night, it's going to be unlike any fight he's ever been a part of, and how he responds to that is going gonna, is gonna to tell us a lot. It was like we, Eddie didn't respond well. Eddie Alvarez did not respond well to all of that in Madison Square Garden there in New York, and he got torched, man. He didn't stick to his plan. Well, like could be, before that, he hadn't been in any huge fights. He'd, he'd fought in the 155 championship. Yeah. but I, Free fight on Fox, man. <laughs> exactly. He's he's never been under the bright lights like Connor had, and then he got exposed, I guess. Yeah. And that's the same situation Khabib's coming into where he's he's fought tough opponent. Everyone in the UFC is a tough opponent, but nobody on his level really and he's stepping up a level to fight Connor in the biggest fight. Not only a big fight, but the biggest fight. And he's got to show what he's made of. Yeah, not just the biggest fight of his career. He has to look back and think about the whole UFC as a unit. This is the biggest yeah. fight of the organization. Man, I'm, ah, they're, they're talking it's going to break two million buys, man. And then he said last night, maybe three. That's insane. That's I, ridiculous. It won't get three. I, I can't imagine. It won't get three. Because... Mayweather McGregor was 2.6, yeah, I think. Yeah, that's right. So to blow that out would be It's not. Ridiculous. It's not. And here's why. I mean, the media has been less. Connor specifically has not put himself out there mm-hmm. as much because he said he didn't want to. He wants to focus on camp. But the Mayweather thing, I mean, all summer, dude, they did a world tour and they traveled. And, exactly. And Connor kind of referred to it as a comedy roast special where it was just, you know, let's make a lot of noise here. The let's traveling make, circus. Yeah, the, yeah exactly. And they haven't done that with this one. We had one a couple weeks ago. We had one yesterday. The weigh-ins are taking place today. I've already mm-hmm. taken place. They're going to be a square off later. But I, I think for the the very uh, casual watcher, I don't know if they're going to buy this thing. I mean, surely, surely word's going to start to spread like crazy from now until then. But I don't know if everyone, I mean, like us, like diehards that are following yeah. Connor and, and really into what he's doing. We're, uh, I mean, we're obviously about it, and we're talking about it, and we're confused by everybody that's not talking about it because it's the biggest deal we've ever seen. But I, yeah, I, I'd be surprised if it, I'd be surprised if it beat Mayweather McGregor. You would think they've heard of it before, but like with the Alvarez fight, there were so many sound bites all over YouTube, all yeah. over social media of things he had said to him, and only one of the press conferences leading up to this fight, the two of them have been in the same room together because they weren't together last night. Yeah. And so there hadn't been really those catchphrases, I guess, those memorable thoughts that he's put out there that have been spread and gone viral. Like everything he said when he showed up for the Alvarez fight, when he walked in late with the Gucci mink on, mm-hmm. banging the table, that's a memorable sight. But this one hadn't had all that uh, memorable pre-stuff i'd say yeah not as many opportunities to i guess i don't know i still think the one we refer to as dark that was that was pretty that fascinating was. 
Just uh, they talked a lot about the bus situation. And for those of you who don't know, so you you might be wondering, Connor get in trouble earlier this year? Yeah, he actually did. He's still facing civil lawsuits and everything. So what happened was Habib was getting ready to fight earlier this year, New York City, uh, Madison Square Garden. There at the pre uh, the weigh-ins, maybe maybe just a media situation, and Habib gets into an altercation at a hotel in the lobby with somebody who is Conor McGregor's very, very close friend. And word has it, Habib or someone with a, with Habib's camp slapped slapped mm-hmm. uh, Conor's friend. And and very quickly after that, Conor is on his way from Ireland with 40 jumped hooligans. On, jumped on a plane that. Yeah. Let's get on the plane. Let's go handle this situation. They fly to New York, and, and what the intent was for Conor McGregor to find Habib Nurmagomedov and, and to, to take action for slapping his friend. They get there. They sneak past security, man. I don't know how. They, I mean, well, Conor McGregor has his ways. He has his own, um, the Mac Life, which is his media. Yeah, his own media team. They were at, it, I, th- I think it was a media, like kind of like they did last night. Yeah, where, a little press conference before Habib's and fight, so right. Conor's media was allowed in there to report on it. And then they opened the doors and said, hey, we'll let you in the backside, I guess. But somehow he ended up in the parking lot. Gets in. Let's look for Khabib. Finds out Khabib is on this bus with other fighters. And Connor said, I, show, I showed him my hands. You know, I didn't want to take him. Yeah, I showed him my hands. But it, it turned out Khabib stayed on the bus. Connor threw multiple objects at the bus, including a dolly, broken window, glass, went everywhere. Bad situation. They, did, they didn't have a real altercation besides Connor being very aggressive. Gets in big trouble. Gets Actually gets arrested. And yeah, he's free now, but he's. Do you, you remember everything he came down with uh, with the courts? He had to do community service and pay a fine, I know for sure. There might have been anger management, but I think that's it. Really? Because oh. he's allowed back in New York because he was there. That's where the, yeah. the last press conference was. I wonder if he did his community service. He doesn't strike me as the kind of guy that would uh, partake Pick up in trash that. on <laughs> the <laughs> doesn't, freeway. Yeah, he doesn't strike me as the kind of guy that would be interested in doing that. But But we tell that story. I mean, this is a part of the narrative of this thing, man. And, and Connor told him, man, you're lucky you didn't get off that bus because you'd be dead and I'd be in a cell. Uh, that, that's the darkness that, yeah, that we're talking that about we're speaking there. about. And you just, you wonder if that's, if he's serious. I mean, he's not just saying that to sell a pay-per-view. These guys genuinely don't like each other. I mean, he hit his, he hit his boy. You know, he mm-hmm. hit his dog. You know, when his best friends. You know how that goes. You know, and, and it's interesting that it's translating into this company, into this UFC and it just creates a story that's just so compelling. I don't know. I don't know, Dale. I don't know what's going to go down, man. That's uh, it's very intriguing for sure. So, so how do you how do you see this thing? How do you see this thing going? I I understand that you and me are both from America, which makes us more and and we, we're fans of McGregor. Obviously, he's just so interesting and compelling and good for the sport. Me and you both have a liking for him. So, uh, how, how do you see this thing going? I think if Khabib wasn't so emotionally invested and he wouldn't bring I didn't I didn't think he would bring his ego into this and try to stand up with him and the basic striking we saw him have in the I can fight, I think Connor gets it done in two. In two. Similar to Eddie Alvarez. Knocks him out. Knocks him out. TKL. We see Herb Dean or one of the other officials that does it. They'll pull Connor off of him. That's how you have it, huh? And he celebrates on top of the cage. Yeah, and they don't shake hands. No. No acknowledgement. He might, you know, throw some obscene gestures his way after he beats him. And I, I'm interested <laughs> to see if it, if everybody gets out of there clean, too. Oh, I know, man. Because I don't know who's going to be in Connor's corner, but they're going to come into the cage afterwards. Yeah. Khabib's family's going to come in afterwards, his fans, Dude, or friends. Brendan Schaub, former fighter, heavyweight, was on Rogan. Did you happen to listen to this this week? Mm-hmm. Is, is, he, he said this is the one he does not want to go yeah, to. Yeah, did you hear about Did you hear him talking about that? That was kind of spooky, that, right? Yeah, that weirded me out a little he, bit. Brendan Schaub is suggesting, I don't want to be at this fight, man. He said, in the crowd, the Russians and the Irish, they're going to get after it. It's going it's to turn into an ugly situation. And Rogan's like, what? Really? It you might know? not just be in the cage. It might be yeah. all over the audience, that, too. That sounds kind of spooky, kind of eerie, man. That, I, I kind of hope that's not the case. Yeah. I kind of hope that's not the case for the Russians. I mean, they're going to be outnumbered like crazy. Man, I wish I was in Vegas right now. That's the Irish running the streets, (laughs) man. It's insane. So in two, huh? uh, Starches him in two Mm -hmm. like he did Eddie. 
man, I hope you're right. I, I'm not going to lie. I could see Conor losing this fight. And I don't like it, you know. He's my favorite fighter. I don't want to say it, but I could see him losing this fight. When the second round runs out, I'll get nervous. Yeah. Because he has good cardio. But you saw in the second Nate Diaz fight, the third round, he got he got lit up pretty well because he was resting or taking the round off. Yeah. He got he lost. I mean, he would have lost anyways, I think. But in the Mayweather boxing match, he got worn out eight, nine, ten rounds in. Yeah. And that's when he started getting picked apart. And so I'm, I'm worried that maybe if the third round's his magic number of this is where I relax – that could get dicey. Certainly. Certainly. In, in Nate Diaz, too, in in the fourth and the fifth, which was encouraging, we did see a little bit resurgence. Yeah, right? he, he came back, but if he can't get back, if Khabib gets him down and he can't get back up, will he have enough energy to come back in the fourth and fifth round after having this animal lay on you and yeah. punch on you? Right. Man, One one thing that I would suggest is if Habib gets Connor on the ground, okay? How Connor handles that the first time is going to be very telling. Because Habib damages people and he gets them very tired when he gets people down and they just struggle. Like, "Oh, I need to get back up. I need to get back up. I need to get back up." You don't necessarily have to ball like that, man. You know? If Connor can try to land shots from his back or just try to gain control, you know, he says he's been wrestling 200 pounders. Yeah. In camp, you're getting ready for this. He says he's ready for a five-round battle. But just don't tire yourself out struggling against that Russian, man. It's the way he beats people. He just gasses them out. Well, that's, that's an important point because you never really saw in Khabib's last few opponents anybody try to strike him from the ground. And if sure. you look back at the Conor Chad Mendes fight, the first time he got taken down, he didn't struggle to get up. He just laid on his back. And when he had opportunity, he was throwing elbows, punching back at Chad. And that will create openings that he can slide out of, hopefully. it's a good point. Chad was a world-class wrestler, college national champion wrestler. And so, I mean, a little bit smaller. Like, Connor's mm-hmm. a lot bigger than Chad. And Habib's actually taller than Connor by an inch. But, no, that's a strong comparison. This will be 10 pounds heavier than that Mendes fight. But, man, I just, man, I'm so excited. Every Every point that we cover on this is adds a new layer to this whole fight that a level of intrigue I guess here's something to consider in the Ally Quinta fight Habib versus uh, Ally Quinta Habib got tired in the fifth mm-hmm. and people are like what he got tired and he did go back and watch that thing he for the first time I've watched I've watched him in his last three but the first time I was like oh and he's like he like he's not superhuman like he is a little tired there and I remember thinking if he could land something that'd be awesome but and that was his I'm pretty sure only five round fight he's been in. Right. And so he's, he's normally used to mauling people over three, mm-hmm. getting the decision or getting the submission. But but it's mainly been uh, decisions. So if it goes to five and he's worn out and his hands are low and his chin's high, there's still another. There's yeah. plenty of opportunity there for Connor to put him away. Definitely. He knocked Chad Mendez out late. He finished that fight late. It wasn't uh, it wasn't an early rounder. Mm-hmm. So I say that to to remember that that power could potentially still be there yeah. in that in that left hand, um, dude. Um, Conor McGregor is the kind of guy that can find his way through anything, right? Mm-hmm. Like we've seen we've seen him get stuck in these situations, and we're like, oh, how is he doing that? But I, I hope he can get it through. I, I would think Nate Diaz would beat Habib. I really would. I was thinking about that. I was like, ah, I think Nate Diaz would beat Habib. He's got strong cardio. And the, that's, maybe the strongest. And that's an interesting part of the next pay-per-view. Mm. Yeah. That's how that comes Talk out. Talk to us about that. Nate Diaz and Dustin Poirier. That's, uh, and they've been, you see they've been calling for it to be the main event and at 165. Oh, they, want, they want to do 165 and, and Dana's they really keep saying no. against it. Yeah. But we'll see how those two shake up because that's two people that Connor's beat. Nate beat Connor, obviously. But mm-hmm. if Khabib wins this one, this is a this is a crazy time for the lightweight division because you got Connor and Khabib, and then another fight that's not getting any kind of coverage because of how big this yeah. one is is the co-main right with Tony Ferguson and uh, Anthony Pettis. Yeah, the 
former interim champion and the former actual champion. Yeah, Tony Ferguson thinks he's the best. He's the number two contender. Connor's the number one contender, and Habib's the champion right now. So we get to see the top three fighters of the division tomorrow night. Tony Ferguson thinks he's the champion. And he he talked was carrying the belt around too. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, he has the belt. He has the belt. So, yeah, really interesting time. I, I, I think Nate Diaz. Again, those two fights against Connor. Obviously, there's been a lot of time we've seen Nate Diaz not come as prepared. Mm-hmm. But man, for those two Connor fights, he was lasered in, and he was a scary guy. Focused, triathlete, on the top of his game. Yeah, never gets tired. Like I think, I think he's elite. I I would be surprised if he didn't hold a belt some in some division, mm-hmm. whether it's seventy, if they do create the sixty-five, or even if he wants to go down. I don't think he'll go down. It's hard for him to do fifty-five. He's a bigger dude, but yeah. He, he's he's tough, he's lasered in. But I say that Nate's better than Habib, in my opinion, that he would beat Habib because we've seen Connor battle Nate. Mm-hmm. Okay, We've seen him go through the trenches. I mean, red faces, blood everywhere, and Connor come out with, with the decision. I say that to say if it happens to go that route with Habib and Connor, I, I could see Connor being able to prevail mm-hmm. and get on top. Look, I could also see this thing in the fourth round. Connor's just struggling, and, he, and he's getting... St- strangled like a cobra bro like a and then it's just over i really could i could see could be wearing him out to that degree sitting on top of him raining elbows and punches and, yeah and in the first ds fight you saw when nate got on top and hit him with some punches he rolled over and put his neck out there yes and so if he could be able to jump on that in a hurry too he will and Connor learned a lot and improved mm-hmm. his wrestling and grappling since he got choked out by nate nate in the first fight One other interesting thing to consider, Dale, and I like to consider this every time. We know that the we know that the bouts at one fifty five, but we also know they're not they're not going to be at one fifty five. Maybe for a couple more hours, like they get on the scale, right? But then that weight they start putting that weight back on. And normally we when Connor fights, we would say, Oh, Connor's gonna be way heavier than his opponent. I don't necessarily know if that's the case this time because Habib carries a lot of weight and cuts like a animal. And he sometimes walks walks around at over 200. Mm-hmm. Now, I know that he came into this camp at about 180. He came in even more focused, and he didn't want to have to do a 50, 45-pound <laughs> cut. But, yeah, I mean, this is going to be a 180 to 200-pound fight at the at the end of the day. When you saw Connor fight at 170, he showed up weighing 168, I think. Yeah. And so he, I think that's around his peak weight is the 170 range. And... Like you said, could be starting camp at 180. Just rehydrating his body will probably put him back up to 170 at least. That's a brutal cut, man. That's why he wants the 165 too. That's brutal. But uh, yeah, I mean, if he's if he's going to be heavier than Connor, that's definitely to his advantage. advantage. Especially someone that's laying on top of you, and as much as he can gain weight wise going into this, the weight advantage will definitely favor Khabib over Connor for sure. I really like it. like if you watch go watch the footage today go watch the footage on the weigh-ins go watch the square off look at their faces man they look so drained like skeletons. they look like skeletons and then tomorrow and all of a sudden it's back they look big they look jacked they look ready it's pretty it's pretty crazy all right Dale for my prediction man I see it going two ways I I, I can see it going three ways mm-hmm. but I think Connor wins okay uh, my heart tells me Connor's gonna win this fight so I could see it being like you. I think he could start him in the first. I think you can do the same in second, knock him out. Either one early between the first two rounds, I think you could knock him out. Um, and then I think I think the other way that Connor wins is a decision, like something nasty. They both in red faces, just brutal. Okay, a brutal Nate Diaz esque battle. Uh, the third the third way I see it going, but I don't think it's going to go this way, is what I mentioned to you. Uh, Nurmagomedov by TKO. Mm-hmm. Nurmagomedov by choke something in the late something, rounds yeah it'd have to be late something crazy like that but i i think connor wins in one of two ways i kind of hope for a knockout i i kind of yeah. hope that connor is mystic mac again and just calls it how he sees it send everybody home happy how about how about the way he's talking about uh his glass jaw and then he doesn't like to take punches he's a flincher and just talking how weak his jaw is and oh it's just funny well you, you've seen khabib get cracked once in the michael johnson fight that's right was another southpaw who clipped him early, got immediately taken down after that. I think that's another thing that if Khabib gets – Connor has a stronger 
left than Michael Johnson does. Certainly. And Johnson is a heavy one. Like, let's give Habib a little credit on that. He took a hard punch. Yeah. Yeah. And I think he's got good enough footwork to land that same shot and then step out, retreat, get away from the imminent takedown. Right. And I think if he Khabib misses that, and then he's a fish out of water, I guess. <laughs> if Habib gets cracked in the first, he's what we would call, well, he's going to be in trouble. Okay? Because he's not going to be, dude, if you're wobbling, if your head mm-hmm. is butterflying, you're not going to shoot. I mean, you might, but good luck. Like, he's not going to be able to shoot, especially because if he knows he shoots, he's just vulnerable to another knock, you mm-hmm. know? So, Connor has to land. But I really see, I really predict it going like this. Let's fight. And, and Habib sprints at him, and they get almost chest to chest, right? And I think that's how this fight starts. Mm-hmm. And I hope that literally, like, Connor throws a knee or something and prevents it from starting like that. Or just checks him in the stomach. Something crazy. I think Habib is going to have to start it like that. I think it'll be a body-heavy striking from Connor. Yeah. To start. That's not the kind of thing that'll knock you out. Just put you away immediately. But it's the kind of thing that builds up through the fight. And to your point, he wins as a decision. Mm-hmm. If Khabib's getting cracked in the stomach, he's losing the air's rushing out of him every time. He's getting hit with that front kick, taking uppercuts to the stomach. He's not going to have that same level of pressure that he's used to. Is Conor going to be able to stuff the takedowns? Or is that, is that too much to ask? Early, probably. <laughs> yeah. The later it gets, I'm not as confident because he's going to be a step slower, not as as sharp, and... Like we said, Khabib's been doing this since he was four, so everything's just yeah. as muscle memory as it can get. We see, if you go watch Nate McGregor too, we see him stuff takedowns. Mm-hmm. We see him stuff takedowns. We see him stuff Eddie. Eddie tried like once. Like Eddie didn't fight the way he should have fought, but he stuffed Eddie, trying to take him down. Uh, I don't know, man. <laughs> Habib's more, I would suggest Habib is more elite at takedowns than anybody, really. Yeah. And so can he do it to the next level on Habib? We'll just, we'll just have to see. I don't like Habib's fighting style, man. It's admirable for sure. Mm-hmm. It's admirable for sure. But if we're going to, you know, pay our $65 forward, what would we rather watch? You know, a guy hugging on somebody for 25 minutes or a guy that has a left hand with a double barrel shotgun that has a potential to put someone to sleep at any second. Yeah, respect the hard work and the talent he has for what he does. But that's not really what everybody pays to see. Yeah. And apparently, apparently, according again to Shab, this 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 wants to could be wants this to be his last fight. Mm-hmm. Uh, that. Beat the beat the poster boy, beat the guy who's made the UFC all this money, and and walk away, similar to the uh, walk away undefeated, similar mm-hmm. to Floyd Mayweather at boxing. That that's the report coming out. That's that's interesting. And it, that, that he got that from Khabib's coach or good training source. Partner. Yeah, someone really someone close, close to Khabib's camp. Yeah. Habib is an interesting guy. I mentioned, you know, the Islamic you know, of the Islamic faith. Mm-hmm. Um, he he has he has a wife. He has children, but they they live within Habib's parents' home still. Mm-hmm. Like the you know, I don't know too much into that faith, right? Like LCU, the Christian, whatever. But <laughs> it's they all live together yeah. inside inside the same house, and so I don't know what the culture is like. I don't know if it, mm-hmm. he wants to. I don't know if it's too much pressure on him to fight all the time, but. I mean, he's going to make more money than he's ever seen tomorrow night Absolutely. in one pop. But I don't know why he'd retire. He, he's young. He's younger than Connor. I think, and I think a GSP fight would intrigue him enough to, because he keeps talking in these press conferences. He's been talking about how Connor's here for the money. I'm here for the legacy. Legacy, yeah. And that'd be a huge step up a weight class, fighting the best at that weight class of all time. Yeah. I think uh, that I think that would be enough to bring him out if this if this report's true. Right, enough to bring it. Yeah, I think I think he would fight GSP. He's just he ticks a little bit differently, like their culture and everything they think about is just different than ours. Mm-hmm. And so he, it's hard for us to know. And Connor, you know, he's he's obviously he's already talking about his next fight. He said, he, he, "Did you hear him yesterday? Hey, I'll fight that main event in Madison Square yeah. Garden. It's less than a month away, or a little bit over a month. Imagine he fought twice That's in two ridiculous. months. I think I believe him. I think. He, and, and why would Dana not sign him up? He's in. He's been training again so hard for this fight that he's still going to be in shape. Yeah. If he gets out of the, like, I guess with my prediction, if he gets out of there early, first or second round, 
takes no damage. He has got no hand injuries from striking him like that. I, Why not sign him up? I think he'd be capable of it. Yeah. And, I got one for you. Okay, so they, so he's healthy. Say he starts as Khabib, he walks out unscathed, and he's a Dana. I want to fight. I want to fight in November. You know, whatever. Mm-hmm. Like, and then uh, they two options for you. Okay, he goes to one forty five, gets that belt back, fights Max Madison Square Garden, or he's a savage and goes Tyron Woodley. Let's go one step. Could you imagine? That'd be ridiculous. I mean, how far fetched is that? There's and there's already seats for that, right? Where they've they've been at. The 205 press conference, they're both on that card. And he called seen, him out. You've seen videos of him saying, I want all the belts. And they said, Tyron, is he talking about you too? And he said, I, we punched different up here. Said, <laughs> yeah. Connor, what do you say about that? He said, I want all the belts. <laughs> yeah. And so I think he'd, he'd bounce to whatever way he wants to make more money, I guess. Dude, I love Connor. I do. Don't go fight Woodley, bro. That's dangerous. Don't go fight Woodley. Go fight Max again. For sure, go get that belt and back. That would be exciting. That would, because Max is definitely more fine tuned. But could he beat Woodley? Let's be realistic, because Woodley's a two hundred five or two tenner chopping down to one seventy, mm-hmm. straight up with with thighs that are tree trunks. And Woodley, he he drew, he drew a contest with with Wonder Boy mm-hmm. Thompson, who stylistically is very very unique, as we mentioned earlier, like McGregor. Could Connor knock out Woodley? Could he find that left hand and pop Woodley and get him sleeping? Like I think, like Woodley said, they punch at a different level up there. Yeah. And so for Woodley to have beat somebody like uh, Robbie Lawler, you remember that punch? Who punches like a savage to himself? Yeah. And to take what Robbie Lawler had, he's been through wars at 170. And I think Connor coming from like again shown to that fight, weighing in at 168, like he did his last 170 fight, and then hydrating up to 175. And then Woodley weighing in, looking like a skeleton, and then hydrating up to 198, something like that. That's going to be the same land the takedown, except now he's got a savage on top of him (laughs) who weighs way more than he does, punching probably harder than Khabib does. No doubt. And let's consider when Connor's fought at, he's fought at 170 twice, Mm -hmm. and those were both the Nate Diaz contests. And in both of those fights, Connor lifted Nate Diaz on, up off the ground and put him on the ground, but it wasn't a sleeper, right? And yeah. maybe Nate Diaz is just a freak, which I believe he is. And he just is, like doesn't get knocked out, mm-hmm. and I think that's possible. But he, you know, he put someone on the ground, but it wasn't enough to capitalize and get the win. And so I wonder, like, man, if I mean, I would love to watch it. Absolutely. I, I would probably pick Woodley, honestly. But I'd be mm-hmm. very curious to see, because I know Con- Connor's going to make contact with Woodley's face. I mean, he's, that's just how he is. He he's finds too sharp not to. Too sharp. You know, his, his quote is, you know, timing beats power and precision beats speed. I mean, that's the, that's literally the way he fights. And and I know he would catch Woodley, but I just don't know if it would be enough to, to get the win. Now, have you seen him? They asked him about fighting GSP. He said, not, not GSP. I'd rather fight um, Anderson Silva. Yeah, the spider. I did see that. What do you think that is? Are you afraid of GSP? That's wild. Cause, is it a bad matchup? Well, because... Uh, but why does that matter? Habib's a bad matchup. Yeah, you know, I, I that and that one. I wonder what they would, what weight they would fight at. Yeah, because so it could be anywhere from one seventy. Because Silva's reigned at one eighty five. Yeah, he's fought at two hundred five. Connor said yesterday he could get up to one eighty five. Jerem, he literally said that yesterday. That's don't do that. That's insane. <laughs> it's a, it, that's guy, pushing it. This guy started at one forty five. But that's I, you see that's what he's made of though. Yeah, yeah. he's got that much confidence in himself that he thinks I'll jump 40 pounds from my original weight class to take on what some people consider the greatest of all time. Yeah, undoubtedly. Uh, I mean, you and you you hear these things from McGregor and you think, oh, this guy just loves to talk, loves to say whatever. But he shows up, man. Mm-hmm. Like he'll do, he lost to Nate at 170. Nate filled in 11 days notice, you know. But he said, Let's fight again, and they're like, "Okay, well, let's guy, let's do it at the right weight." Nate mm-hmm. has time to make weight this time. Let's go to one fifty-five and do it. He's like, "No, one seventy. I lost at one seventy. I got to avenge it at one seventy. He he wants to be successful. He wants to be the greatest, and he fights like it." Mm-hmm. One thing that gets overlooked about that too is that Nate had eleven days notice, but Connor's preparing for RDA at one fifty-five, yeah. yeah. not 
a much bigger guy with a gas tank that doesn't run empty. So that's it's the same situation that he was he was only on eleven days notice for that right. too. Right, right. Affects Connor as well. Is what mm-hmm. you're saying? Habib fought Rafael dos Anjos. So that's probably the biggest name that he's. I defeated. said that's, yeah, that's probably his. Mm-hmm. The greatest tick on his resume. Uh, RDA is inconsistent to me. Right. <laughs> I wish Connor would have fought him. It would have been yeah, so. Would have been it would have been so similar to the Eddie fight. Probably would have been a knockout in the first round. He would have caught him. Undoubtedly, he would have caught him for sure. That would have changed the the landscape dramatically then. Yeah. Because you wouldn't have gotten the two Nate fights. And so who knows where That's true. Who knows where Nate would be now? Who That's knows so true. Would we ever see Connor fight Floyd Mayweather? Hmm. I think I think uh Tony Ferguson's gonna beat Pettis. Mm-hmm. And then whoever wins the Connor Habib fight's gonna fight Tony next. I think that's what's gonna happen. That makes the most sense. That's the most realistic so if if you're looking big picture, Connor sleeps to be or whatever, mm-hmm. and then Connor beats Tony, and he's like, "Who's next? I've ran through this division as well, you know." And then then he'll start fluctuating. Yeah, let's go up here. Let's go down here. But I think that's what would make the most sense. He said he he does not want to retire unless he gets another fight in Ireland. He said that yesterday, didn't he? So uh, we'll see wh- how. Which fight was in Ireland? Because he's done it. I have to look it up. Dennis Seaver, maybe. It might have Israel early ones. I think so. Yeah. When is it? I know he fought in Sweden, maybe. Yeah. Came to Boston. Boston, he jumps over the cage, finds Aldo, tells him you're next, screams at him like a joker. Yeah. But I I can't remember what, what the Ireland card was, though. What do you make of uh, all this stuff at the heavyweights? With uh, with Jones obviously getting cleared, and then with with DC having to give up that he he like Connor had two belts he had the mm-hmm. light heavyweight and the heavyweight. What do you make of all that? He had to give up one of those belts. He DC is also an incredibly impressive athlete. Where he was undefeated at heavyweight, dropped down the light heavyweight, went undefeated, lost to John Jones, which is a questionable with his drug use he didn't get popped at the time but there's some evidence that he might have been using at the time too right and then continues winning comes back loses to jones again where he did get popped and then to move up and beat stipe who has the record for most (laughs) defenses i know man and then have brock come in like he did so he's supposed to fight brock lesnar Mm-hmm. Right, like that's the agreement. Dana was like, "Yeah," and DC was like, "Please, let's make that happen." And the, it'd be a payday. It'd be a nasty payday. The big thing about DC is that he wants to retire in March. That's, that's when he turns forty. Do straight broadcasting, and he doesn't want to go past forty. Hmm. And so you kind of got to think in that timeline: what can he fit in? Because Brock is also coming off of a drug suspension that I don't think clears him until January. Interesting. And so he could start training now. And then be ready by the time January rolls around. They fight. And and they fight in February. Cormier. Cormier. I don't know how that fight would go. Cormier does a quick turnaround. Fights sometime in March against maybe Jones. Man. Brock's so much bigger than Cormier, though. Yeah. He's <laughs> so much bigger. Cormier is a lightweight. Well, you saw him step into the the cage with each other at the end of the Stipe fight. And he towered over him. Yeah. It would be a wrestle. <laughs> he would get him down. And in that, I, th- I do think DC would win that one, too. Do you think he'd get Brock? He's so technical, so. man. He's so technically sound. And yeah. I will say this. When he fought John Jones the last time, where John Jones ultimately knocked him out with his shin bone to the head, jo- to me, Jones was argu- I mean, Cormier was arguably like winning that mm-hmm. fight before, before the shin hit him in the head. Like He was technical. He was sound. He was in and out. He was scoring points on jabs. He was everywhere. Like, I thought he was winning. I was like, oh, this is awesome. Yeah. But, you know, with Jones, it's like... And he got caught. It's like Connor, like, at any second. You can't make any mistakes against that guy. Yeah. But the, uh, an interesting deal about that is Stipe fought Francis Ngannou before that, who's... Beast. Renowned for his punching power. Maybe the strongest puncher in the Took sport. his shots, drug him through five rounds, got the decision. And then DC knocks him out in the first round. Right. So... To put that tremendous wrestling, his pressure, because he's, he's from the same campus, Khabib, or the same gym. They both have the same styles of 
pressure you, pressure uh, you, pressure you. Queen Ganu or uh, uh, DC. DC, DC and, and Khabib, Khabib are in the same team, same gym. And they have they uh they have that pressure style, except DC has much sharper striking, and so I think he would get it done against Brock as well. Hmm. Well, you know DC's a ringside broadcaster. Mm-hmm. Well, sometimes with Rogan, but I noticed it's Dominic Cruz tomorrow. Yeah. And so I wonder if uh, him being teammates or same camp mates is uh, Habib. They're like, ah, let's keep him off of the mic. I know he time. said he'd be there. Yeah. He said he would not be on the on the mic that night. I wonder, oh, yeah, I'd like to hear his analyst. I want to hear uh, mm-hmm. his analysis. I want to see what he thinks. You know, I'm sure he's very confident in Khabib, yeah. but I'm sure he, he's hesitant because of who Connor is. You got to, even if you're one-sided for Khabib, you got to recognize how dangerous it is for him to step in there against an elite level striker with, like what Connor said, his amateur Khabib's amateur level striking. Yeah, it really is. You watch his striking; it's all real sideways, right? Mm-hmm. It's all long, and it's it's because he's a wrestler. But and uh, it's just he's it's the timing. I really think that might be the biggest thing, because as you know, in boxing and in wrestling, there's a there's a pattern. Like a mm-hmm. you, know, you see guys bouncing around with their arms up. There's a pattern. There's a pattern. You know, one, two, one, two, that eliminate that pattern. We're fighting completely different. It's Conor McGregor. Mm-hmm. It's a different speed. It's a different pattern. Uh, you know, Rogan calls it fencing. Yeah. You know, Cruz, and it, it's well, it's fencing, and you have to find the speed, and it's unorthodox. It's see, never the same. You'll see ninety percent of the people step in there, and they all have their feet the same width apart, their hands the same height, and then Connor walks in, his feet are twice as wide as other people's. Yeah. One hand's low, one hand's up, ready to snap. Mm-hmm. It's gonna be good. Look it up. Look up the Connor Eddie Alvarez fight. Check check this pattern. Check the style we're talking about. He he puts it on a perfect display mm-hmm. in that fight. Go watch uh, go watch Habib versus Ali Quinta on YouTube. Watch watch how he just grinds people to death. Also watch how he gets tired in the fifth. Mm-hmm. I think that could be telling for tomorrow night's contest. Dale, I can't wait, man. Looking forward. I to can't it. wait. Where are you watching the fight at? Not sure yet. We have a wedding tomorrow at five in Dallas. Nice. And so there's going to be plenty of places to watch it. I'm just not sure where that's going to be. Find a find a restaurant find or something. Somewhere. Sneak sneak in there. That'll be fun. I'll find I have, an atmosphere to watch it in. I have the fight pass, so I might be on my phone in the hotel room. But hey, as long I'm as you, have to watch. As it. long as you got it, man. As long as you got it, I can't wait. Yeah, that's. I mean, that's all I've been thinking about mm-hmm. for a long time. I mean, this week especially, it's coming exactly. up. Dude, I'm 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 grateful that you were able to join me on the Keegan Sports Podcast today, man. Let's uh, let's talk MMA again sometime down I'm the good. road. All right. Got to. I appreciate it, Dale. Dale Throckmorton, my guest today. I appreciate it. UFC 229 tomorrow night. I believe it starts at 9 p.m. The undercard mm-hmm. will be before that, but that that is central time. I'm grateful to be with you. Conor McGregor, Habib Nurmagomedov, probably the most um, hyped and the most intriguing matchup in the UFC's history taking place tomorrow night. So if you're able to watch it, definitely I encourage you to check it out. Hope you have a good day. Be sure to find the podcast on Apple. Hit the subscribe button. Share it with your friends. Hear what me and Dale have to say about this contest. Uh, We'll be back with you on another episode very soon. Lots of interesting things happening in the NFL. The NBA season is right around the corner. Look forward to getting into all that. Uh, This is Keegan Stewart signing off. I hope you all have a great day.